program is called your health on double eight point one bca radio service today we shall be talking about a very important topic it is a disease of the reproductive system that impairs one of the body's most basic function infertility and i have with me in a studio a gynecologist and senior registrar and the person of dr Casey Mwachiku. Dr. Casey Mwachiku is of the Federal Medical Center. He's right here and he's going to tell you all you need to know about infertility. Doc, it's good to have you join us on the show this evening. Thank you for having me. My name is Nkechi. And uh, Doc, I'd like us to start this way. What is infertility? Uh, thank you. Uh, infertility is defined as a condition where a couple fail to achieve pregnancy within one year of unprotected sexual intercourse. Well, that means, what it means that this couple must have been living together and the husband has good erection and ejaculation. And within this period, the couple must have been having sexual intercourse at least three times in a week. Okay. And during this period, they are unable to achieve pregnancy. In that case, we say that couple is infertile. It could be primary, in which case the couple has never achieved pregnancy before, or okay. secondary, in which case the couple has achieved pregnancy in the past, irrespective of the outcome. Okay. It could be primary infertility or secondary infertility. Yes. All right. Thank you very much for that explanation. Now I'm sure the listener will like to know because um, about the causes, because oftentimes people wonder, especially those uh, directly uh, affected by this uh, disease, how this disease come about in the first instance. As a gynecologist, um, I would really like you to explain to us the possible causes of infertility. Okay, before I answer your question, let me tell you briefly about the burden of this disease. It will help us to understand the importance of this discussion. Okay. Permit me to say that infertility affects about one in every ten couple, and it's even higher in sub-Saharan Africa, where the, there is high incidence of sexually transmitted infections and the unsafe abortion is very high. And the uh, incidence of puperal infections are high. And the, it accounts for more than 65% of gynecological visits. By Please, patients. let me take you back a little yes, bit. Yes. Um, can you explain to us uh, what you mean by puperal infection? These puperal infections... Usually in Africa, you see most of our women deliver with traditional birth attendants. Okay, okay. And they tend to have, they deliv deliver in an unclean environment. Okay. The delivery surfaces are unhygienic. Okay. They, thereby, they get infection in the process. And okay. then most of them even present late with prolonged labels. These are risk factors for 
infections. Okay, please go ahead. Now, to your question, the possible causes. It's important to highlight here that um, the incidence of infertility among male and female are equal, about 40% in each case, and 15% is shared by both male and female, with only 5% of cases um, after investigation may have been done. Okay. Remain, the causes remain unknown. Really? Yes. 5%, in 5% of cases, mm. the cause of infertility is unknown. Now, the female factors that, um, factors that are responsible for infertility, like I've said before, include high rates of infections. More than 80% of infertility in our setting is caused by infections, okay. which, as I have outlined, tubal disease due to infection, and then post-abortal infections. Okay and infections women develop after delivery due to the factors that I've already mentioned. Okay. And then you could also have infertility due to ovulatory factor. That means the okay. woman fails to ovulate. And this could, the, there are certain conditions that could make a woman not to ovulate. Okay. If a woman has what we call hyperprolactinemia, where a woman secretes breast milk from her uh, breast, and she's not breastfeeding, but she has that problem. Okay. Uh, sometimes it impairs ovulation. Okay. And if a woman does not ovulate, conception cannot take place. Yeah, sure. So, um, other factors like age has been associated with increasing age of the woman, especially above. 30 years, fertility is known to decline. Okay. And then use of drugs like cigarette smoking, though not common in our setting. Alcohol, use of alcohol could affect um, ovulation, conception. conception in this woman. Then let us look at the male factor. The male factor Infections like sexually transmitted infection, gonorrhea, which was poorly treated in the past, could damage the male sexual organ. Some men are born without their testes descending in the scrotum, what we call undescended testes. Okay. And the, if the testes is not in the scrotum, the production of sperm may be impaired. This could give rise to infertility. There is also a condition we call varicose when a man, uh, the testicular veins are engorged and then the temperature of the uh, scrotum is not conducive for sperm production. And then use of drugs among men like smoking, even intake of alcohol. Okay. Men who use such drugs like uh, antihypertensives some of these drugs, some drugs can impair sperm production. And then even surgeries that were done, groin surgeries like heneurophy that were done by people who are not skilled okay. in the surgery could damage the vast difference, which is the duct that carries the sperm.
there are many other causes. Then, having looked at these causes of infertility, you find out that as a physician, when these patients present to you, you look at the possible causes of this infertility. And the problem is in our setting is there are misconceptions about infertility. People believe that infertility is caused by witchcraft, and then some of them believe that the gods are not happy. That's why this woman is infertile. And the, some of them even believe that it may be from their neighbors. <laughs> you know? And these are things, the misconceptions about infertility. Some people attribute it to infidelity on the part of the woman. These are not true. You find out that most of our infertile couples, before they present to the orthodox medicine, they've already gone to the herbalist, the spiritual houses. You kind they, of complicated the case. Yes, and they present late. This also accounts for the high burden of this disease in, the, in our society. Don't forget that a lot of premium is placed on childbearing. Especially in, in Africa. In Africa. And this has made it such a huge, huge problem on this couple. All right, uh, Dr. Casey, thank you very much for that detailed explanation there. Now, I can remember that before now, a good number of people believe that infertility is a woman's problem. I really want you to uh, react to this. Because yeah, most times in a family, once you talk of uh, infertility, everyone, the mother-in-law, the father, they'll just be looking at the woman. I want you to react, please. Yes, I want us to get this right. It is not true. Like I said before, the problem is shared by the couple. It's infertility is a couple problem. And it could be caused by the man. It could be caused by the woman. And the studies have shown, and even in practice, that equally, the man and the woman contribute each about 40% of cases of infertility. And I've mentioned the possible causes in the male. I forgot to mention to you that even the occupational exposure of the man means that handle pesticides. Okay. Those in agricultural settings. There are some pesticides that can impair sperm production. Mm -hmm. Even those that uh, work in a situations where they have to be on a hot temperature, hot environment, which affects sperm production, could develop this problem. How about those who have received chemotherapy for cancer-related problems? This can also affect uh, sperm production. And then it could also be from the higher centers or from the hypothalamus in the case of the man, just like in the case of the, the uh, woman. woman. Uh, let me tell you that it's not only the man that can, the, the woman that can develop that condition I described as hyperprolactinemia. Okay. The man also can develop hyperprolactinemia. Uh, prolactin is a hormone secreted in a small gland at the base of the brain called pituitary gland. Okay. This pituitary gland regulates the function of these uh, end organs, the productive organs. It regulates the function of the testes. It also regulates the function of the ovary. So if there is a problem, 
in the hypothalamus or the pituitary gland in the man, the man could develop male factor infertility. So you could see that it's both a male problem and a and female problem. So people should stop pointing accusing finger at the woman because the gynecologist we have on the program today has made it clear that it's not a woman's problem. Thank you very much, Doc. Okay, let's get to the area of our diagnosis. In a case where a couple with infertility case wants to know the roots of their problem, what infertility diagnosis is suitable for them? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I want to tell you that management of infertility cases is, not, is by no means an easy task <laughs> to the gynecologist because of the emotions attached to it. The society places a high premium on childbearing. And if a woman does not give birth within one year of marriage, the mother-in-law, <laughs> oh. everybody. In fact, the worst scenario is that she's stigmatized. You need to see a typical case of an infertile couple, how the woman feels. Most of them are desperate because they have to give their husband baby to satisfy their in-laws. Now, when the couple, usually we advocate that couples should be managed together because of what you have explained. It's a problem of the two. But you find out that most times it's the woman that seeks medical attention. That is wrong. The attitude should change because it could be the man's problem. In many cases, it's the man's problem. Okay. So we should involve the men and the couple should be investigated together. Now, to your question, when the couple presents, the doctor does what is called initial evaluation. You take the history. The history means you want to know the cause of the infertility. Okay. We have to stray these causes. In our environment, infections account for most of the infections. We want to know if the woman has had termination of pregnancies in the okay. past and where these terminations were done, who did it. Whether it was done by a quack. A quack. And don't forget that our, in Nigeria we have restrictive <laughs> abortion law, yeah, which we do. have proliferated unsafe abortion. So you want to know about all this. And then you want to also know if the woman is menstruating regularly. Okay. Because if a woman is menstruating regularly, it means most likely she ovulates monthly. Okay. And then if she's not menstruating monthly, that means it's likely she's not ovulating. You want to explore these factors, the ovulatory factor, the tubal factor because of infections. Okay. And then you want to explore the man. If he has had tuber groin operation like heniorrhaphy in the past. Okay. The kind of pants he wears, if he uses nylon pants, some of these nylon pants increases the temperature around the scrotum. Making really? It, yes. Do you understand? Okay. You also want to know if the man has what we call varicocele. You can ask, inquire about dragging sensation okay. in the scrotum. That will give you an idea. Then, of okay. course, you want to know if the man has 
impregnated a woman before. Before, okay. It's very important. And then you explore in both partners if there is any history of sexually transmitted disease in the past. Because sexually transmitted diseases, chlamydia and neisseria gonorrhea are known to damage these reproductive organs. So you want to explore all this. When you have explored the possible causes of this uh, infertility, you want to examine them. You want to examine the woman to see if you can discover anything, possibly is this suggestive of any infection or if it's related to uh, an ovulation. That, what that means is that the woman is not ovulating. ovulating. If okay. there is any possible uh, uh, cause. And the, in our environment worldwide, the commonest cause of an ovulation is what we call polycystic ovarian syndrome. What that means is that sometimes you see a woman who may not, the woman may not be menstruating regularly. Okay. The woman has hairs. Okay. Hairs, you know. On her chest. On her chest, you know, like a man. <laughs> okay. Or has, you know, and then some of them are obese. They are they overweight. Okay. You know? So this, and then if you do an ultrasound scan on them, you find that there's what we call polycystic ovary. There are many small cysts, immature um, cells in the ovary, which points to the fact that this person may have uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, okay. which is a common cause of anovulation. And then when you examine, uh, sometimes it may be due to just due to hyperprolactinemia. And if you examine the breast, you see that the, the woman produces milk. milk, whereas she's not breastfeeding. And it's this one, this particular one, is simple to treat when it's due to hyperprolactinemia. When you, the medication is administered, within more about 80% of these women conceive within six months. Really? Yes. So having examined, then the next thing is to go into your examination, depending on what you are suspecting as the gynecologist, as the possible cause. You want to uh, test for tubal patency. What that means, you, you send the woman for a special history that will outline the cervix, okay. the womb itself, the womb lining, and the fallopian tubes. Okay. You want to know if it's if the fallopian tube is patent because the tube needs to be patent for the egg to enter okay. and the sperm to swim in. Okay. For conception for fertilization to take, take place. place. Hmm. Now aside test of tubal patents, you want to establish yes, this is this woman ovulating. Okay. You understand? There are. I do. There are uh, tests of ovulation. Uh, we have ovulatory kits that could tell us yes, this woman will ovulate. In the past, you could use a thermometer to measure okay. the woman's body temperature within a circle. Okay. And usually during the ovulation period, the temperature rises a little. Okay. Do you understand? So I do. this could be done. But why we don't practice that is because of the 
uh, we know if uh, malaria in our setting, okay. which could okay. alter these okay. results. Okay. The woman okay. may be having night fever okay. and all that. But we have tests. There is what we call, we can use ultrasound to track okay. the follicles in the ovary. Okay. Yeah. This could tell us when about the 12, a woman that has a 28 day cycle, about the 12th day, follicular tracking with the ultrasound scan could tell us this woman is going to ovulate because you're going to see the um, the the follicle, the mature follicle about that time that is about to release the egg. Okay. So you're going to see it if you do follicular tracking. And you can advise the couple at that time to have intercourse. And then outside that, there is also hormones that can be uh, tested about uh, the day 21 of the cycle. This will tell us that this woman may have ovulated. Now, um, on the part of the man, you could do semen. We do, we do, the doctor should request for semen analysis. You okay. want to know how the um, sperm count is. If Whether it has a low count. Yes. The, you, you, with that result, you, be, you know the normal, the minimum. The minimum okay. quantity that should be produced and then the volume you look also look at the shape of the sperm okay the if shape are, yes you want to know if there are abnormal forms okay if you want to know if they are moving the way they should the what we call the motility because you need an active um sperm that can swim the tide because moving from the vagina to the Fallopian tube. tube. It's not an easy journey <laughs> for the sperm. So we want a potent sperm. So when you have done these investigations and then you have identified a cause, counseling is very important. You want to counsel the couple, you want to carry them along, you want to inform them about your findings. Okay. And they, they need support because it's an emotional issue psychologically. And then your treatment is should be directed at the possible cause. Okay. Well, I'm afraid this is just the much time can allow us to take on today's program, Your Health on 88.1 FM. I will definitely bring you the concluding parts. There we'll talk about um, the impact of uh, infertility on the couple. We also talk about um, the treatments and the rests of them. For now, I'd like to thank in a very special way our guests on the program today. I'm talking about uh, Dr. Casey Machugu. Dr. Wanchuku is a gynecologist and a senior registrar and he's also of the Federal Medical Center. Doc, would like to thank you very much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Well, I do hope uh, you oblige us uh, by coming uh, to the program next week for the concluding parts. Yeah, we It's a promise. Okay, till then. My name is Ngechi. Thanking you, wishing you a very good evening. Thank you.